What's going on, everybody? Welcome to LifeCast with Ryan League. I'm your host, Peter Rees. Man, I'm so glad you're here today. Shout out to all the single people. It doesn't matter if you're divorced, single, complicated Zoom relationship, met each other on the ESPN app, met, met each other on the Bible app. Man, this episode is for you. Ryan just did an amazing talk for singles, and uh, we're going to listen to a clip right here. Check this out. Being single is hard when you're 16, 25, 32, or 56. The first hard part of being single is knowing where to look. I mean, there's so much to think about when making the first move. You see somebody at school, at work, at the gym, the grocery store. Maybe you see somebody at church. Okay, please don't watch somebody worship, okay? That's weird. Stop it, okay? But whenever you find someone interesting, you immediately go into investigation mode. You look them up on social media, their account's private. You have some praying to do. Do you risk adding them so they now know you're intrigued? Or do you look for other ways to connect? In 2020, you will most likely slide into a DM. Now, if you don't know what sliding into a DM is, let me explain. DM stands for direct message, okay? There are many forms of this on various social media outlets, okay? This is usually the first point of contact. Now, I recently had a friend ask me if he thought it was okay to slide into a DM on LinkedIn, okay? Which is a social media outlet that is a lot more professional. I responded, listen, man. I haven't slid into a DM in about 12 years. And at that point, I think it was called MySpace, okay? For those of you that don't know what MySpace was, okay? MySpace was a social media website where people clicked on your profile and music immediately played. I have no idea what we were doing with our lives, but it's what we had then. And now, more than half of all marriages come together due to meeting online or through a dating app. I mean, the options, I feel like they grow daily. You got Hinge, you got Bumble, you got Tinder, Match.com, ChristianMingle.com, eHarmony, uh, FarmersOnly.com, BlackPeopleMeet.com. Come on, there, there's something out there for everyone. Through a, a series of algorithms and connecting people through common interests, hobbies, religion, and preferences, these apps and websites do their best to allow people to shoot their shot. The second hard part about being single and you're looking for love is what to look for. When I hear what guys are looking for and what girls are looking for and their mates, and, and for the ladies, it's I want him to be educated, 6'4", make six figures, emotionally engaged, romantic, love my friends, my mom, dogs, listen to country music and worship music on the weekends. I'd also like him to read my mind and know what I want without having to tell him. And for men, it's like, I want her to do CrossFit, be a great cook, brunette, have rich parents, love the outdoors, lead a Beth Moore Bible study, have an Enneagram 9 personality type, and love sports. I'm like, bro, she got to flip tires to win your heart, bro? I read a stat that was very interesting. And here's what it says. It says, 95% of men are looking for what only 5% of women actually look like. And to contrast it, 95% of women are looking for what only 5% of men earn financially. <laughs> so it leaves women feeling like they'll never be pretty enough. And men feeling like 
they'll never be successful enough to be loved. Whatever your expectation is for the person you hope to be with someday, we all have to ask ourselves this question. Where in the world did these expectations come from? One, social media. We'll actually scroll to a couple's vacation photo and think to ourselves, hashtag relationship goals. When that's only a depiction of two days of their 365 in a year. Uh, we also get our expectations from family. Some of us are simply looking for whatever our family would accept. Another, uh, another thing that steers what we look for is past relationships. <laughs> you know, some people make relationship decisions by simply going for the exact opposite of whatever they had last. <laughs> Movies, TV, I mean, Netflix, Aladdin, there's, there's no magic carpet, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, Grey's Anatomy, The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Did you know that uh, The Bachelor has been airing for 23 seasons now since 2002? Only two couples from the show are still together. Meanwhile, out of 15 seasons of The Bachelorette since 2003, six of the couples are still together. Now, here's the deal. I'm not trying to bash the show. In fact, I have a friend who was on the show. But the greatest relationship in the world is one you never watch on TV. My wife and I received a phone call from a producer who heard um, about our surprise wedding story and inquired about doing a reality TV show. They asked us if we ever fought over a language barrier. It's like, no. I said, I think we both speak English, fine. They wanted to know if we've ever called the cops on each other or had a blow up in the airport while traveling. The more we talked, the more disinterested they became with us because our actual relationship wasn't must see TV. Healthy relationships don't boost TV ratings. Where else do we get our expectations for love? Music. Oh, I remember. I remember growing up singing Usher, getting ready, talking about some. I need a bad girl. Yeah, I need a bad girl. Like, what in the world? And then I went out with a bad girl, and then got a bad result, and was like shocked. Like, I can't believe she would act like that. It's like Ryan. Do you know what you said you wanted? Now. <laughs> We got girls on the internet talk about some, I'm a savage. You a what? A savage, classy, bougie, ratchet, sassy, moody, nasty, what? Acting stupid, what's happening? Listen, here's the deal. I have never in my life sat with a man of God who said, I wanna be with somebody who's moody. I definitely ain't never sat with nobody talking about some, they want to be with somebody that's nasty. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I love that. I'm so bad you know all the words and you quoted them to that song. I don't, you know what's so funny is I don't think people know what they're actually singing. No. Like it's no. so funny to me. No, they, they really don't. And, and, and it's been this way for years. I mean, it wasn't until really that I, when I became a parent that I like really started to think through the words of songs 
that I used to sing that are currently being sung. Bro, bro, me and my son were watching Secret Life of Pets 2 the other day, okay? It ends uh, with Kevin Hart singing Panda. It is my son's favorite song. And I didn't, it didn't really, really hit me until I heard my son say out loud, I got broads in Atlanta. I said, listen, we got a problem. Okay, we have got a problem, man. Because man, the words of these songs, man, it just it just gets people in this mood. And I get it. It's fun. It, you know, it, it's it's got rhythm, beat, and it, it's it's catchy. I get it. But at some point you gotta go, man, what wait, what did I just say out loud, screaming out my car window, acting a fool? That is our world that we're living in today. And man, I think I think it's it's interesting, man. Being single is hard today in 2020. I have a lot of great friends that are single. I am not single, neither are you. Uh, but we have a lot of great friends that are. And so, um, man, why is dating so hard in 2020? Why is it so hard? Man, I think there's a few things uh, that make it difficult for uh, singles in 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 2020, uh, one being a uh, part of culture now is that people are just getting married a lot later in life than they were a couple of generations ago. And, and so you, you'll you see uh, people cross the, th- it's usually like when someone's over 30, it's, it's the, okay, you haven't found somebody by now yet. And they start to kind of feel that societal pressure. And then it just, it's just got a, it's just got a weird stigma to it of, you know, I, I don't know if if married people have given marriage a bad rap, you know, it, it's like, it, it can almost feel like either married people are overdoing it, you know, with hashtag relationship goals and they're over complimenting their spouse online. And it's just like, well, why don't you just go tell them that? Like, why are you telling us that on Facebook? Like, this is weird. Or... It's like it's like ball and chain, you know, it's like it, it just doesn't have a, a, a great rap. And then it's just like, you know, it, it can just get very difficult now, especially with the uh, massive influx of online dating. Online dating had a massive bad rap five years ago. Now it's like you really how are you going to find somebody if you're not doing online dating? And again, some people still can uh, you know, have various opinions on that. But the reality is, is two thirds of all marriages now are uh, coming together online. So um, if, if if whatever floats your boat, do you, boo boo. OK, like it, it just is what it is. But I think the online piece uh, complicates it a little bit because uh, there there's just a lot more shame, insecurity involved. You're swiping, you're click, you know, all, and every every site has a, a different, you know, algorithm and rules of engagement. And uh, and so I think it, it just it just complicates it a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. And you shared a statistic that blew my mind. You said 95 percent of men are looking for what only five percent of women look like and that 95 percent of women are looking for only what five percent of men actually make financially. Bro, that is a crazy statistic. And where does it leave us? Like, what does that mean for them? Man, when I, I read that in a book, truth be told, I don't even remember what book it was. I just remember writing it down. And I was just like, that's so true. <laughs> because like you, I, I'll sit with, you know, my single guy friends and uh, me and my wife, you know, we, we led a young adult ministry uh, at our church for a very long time. 
and we would sit with, you know, both sexes and it'd be like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, these dudes are looking for an Instagram model. And these ladies were looking for doctors. <laughs> and it was like, and again, it was 95%. It's a generalization. It's not everybody, but it was, it was a thing. And it was just like, man, who, who's, and here, here's where it leaves us. It leaves both parties looking at the other one going, you're not good enough. Man. That's what it does. It, 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 it leaves, it leaves both sides feeling like crap going, I'm not either. I don't make enough money or I don't look good enough for them. And it, it leaves people at, at this, at this impasse of like, well, I, I get, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be single. And, uh, I think it puts an unfair expectation on both, on both parties. Yeah. So what should the 95% of single men and the 95% of single women, what should they be looking for? Man, you know, it's, it's so funny, you know, uh, Peter, how long have you been married? Going on five years. Going on five years. Uh, my wife and I are about to celebrate seven years uh, here in just a couple of weeks. Um, me and my wife have been together 12 years. So it's like I haven't been in the dating game for a hot minute, you know. But what I hear people breaking up with each other over blows my mind. I'm talking people, people will, will break up with somebody like Thomas. I don't like their feet. I don't like their hands. Um, you know, I, I, I don't like the way that they eat their food. I can't live the rest of my life hearing somebody smack on popcorn like that. It's like, you know, like it, it, it's just, it's just the smallest things in the world, man. And, and it's like, what, what are you, what exactly are you, are you looking for? And I really believe that culture has taught us to look for uh, a fantasy wife, a fantasy husband, um, this ideal person, this ideal one um, who is just going to be so amazing and blow our minds and go on these awesome exotic vacations and amazing date spots with this restaurant and the lighting is going to be perfect and the music. And, and uh, the reality is the greatest relationships on the planet, spoiler alert, they're boring. They're boring. They're, there's, they're not must see TV because, Oh, we actually engage with our friends in their relationships when they're about to break up. When they cheated, it's like, what, 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 what tell me what happened. We, it's juicy. It's interesting. It's intriguing. And it's like, sometimes we can be addicted to drama and it's, it's, it's this weird, it, it, it just, it just makes the relationship really, really weird because it's like an actual good relationship is one that you wouldn't want to watch on Netflix. Uh, I got this buddy who, uh, baby mama drama on a whole, on a proportion that, that's on a movie level 
proportion. I'm talking police called on one another. I'm talking uh, pulling out knives on each. I'm I'm, I'm talking like it, it 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 wild. And every time I see him, I look forward to hearing another story. But there is nothing inside of me that wants to be him in his story at all. Okay, like you don't want to be calling the police. You don't want this this drama. And you know, if if someone said, "Hey, uh," And tell me, tell me about you and your wife. We went for a walk, held hands. <laughs> Anything else? Went to the movies. Went out to eat. Went for a drive. Had a good talk. It's like, well, come on, give give me give me some. Um, after after the surprise wedding, uh, we got a phone call from a producer who uh, was thinking about giving us a reality TV show. And they interviewed us over the course of about an hour. And the reality was we're, we were too boring for them. They're like, so do you guys get in in fights over language barriers at the airport? I was like, no, you know, we speak English just fine. Like, it's weird. Um, have you ever called the police on each other? Why? <laughs> like, why? Like, what would we do right. to call? But, it, but sometimes there can be this, I want this dramatic relationship and uh, that doesn't make it healthy. And so uh, I I think uh, so much of movies and music have really shaped what we're looking for that sometimes we, we could be sitting across the table from the person we're supposed to be with, but because they don't check the cultural boxes that have been created for us, we might actually dismiss the person that would be the best father, the best mother to some children that you could actually build a life with and build a home with. But because we live in a society where it's create a player like it's a video game and this person needs to check all of my boxes. Uh, well, that that's that's just not a healthy way of going about a relationship. Right. And right, what would you say, first of all, that's that's some great thought right there, but what would you say is the biggest barrier to dating in 2020? Like, what would you say is getting in the way? I, I think the, the biggest barrier to healthy relationships in 2020, really on for every relationship status, single or married, uh, is selfishness. It's selfishness. It doesn't matter. I mean, you you look at any relationship where there was a breakup in dating, in marriage. What happened? Somebody chose themselves over the other person. And whenever you do that, you're not going to have a great relationship on any front, even platonic relationships, uh, even work relationships. When someone chooses themselves over other people all the time, you, you, nobody wants to be friends with that person. Nobody wants to be on the team with that person. No one wants to build a life with that person because they're always choosing themselves. And so I think um, before you ever get married, when you are dating and trying to figure out that season of your life, I think anything that you can be doing in your life to take your eyes off of you, because right now we live in a society where it's, it's, it's a selfie society. 
where it's it's all about me and how I look and how I can get ahead. We don't live in a society where it's like, man, let me figure out how I can help others get ahead because healthy relationships and healthy marriages are the ones where the people in those relationships have made a decision to put their needs aside to help the other one to say, Hey, let me, let me lay down what I want so that I can, so that I can actually serve you. That's actually how relationships thrive. But when it's all about, Hey, I mean, and and here's the reality, Pete. When I see male and female, when I see their list of what they're looking for, most of the time I'm going, you don't meet that list. You, you, you don't, you don't do those things. And so you know, whether it's a, a spiritual qualification, you know, somebody could say, uh, man, I, I, I want a man that, you know, who's going to lead me spiritually and goes to church and be like, do you go to church? <laughs> you know, I want somebody that, you know, I, I mean, the, the list goes on and on, but like sometimes what we can't do is we can't expect something out of others that we don't expect from ourselves. And so really, I I don't think you are uh, looking for the one. I think you're only on a journey of becoming the one. And, and that's, that's all you can really control anyways. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things from the talk you gave is like, you you use the example. You said you might be looking for someone that said, I want a praying woman. And you say, well, guess what a praying woman wants? A praying man. You know, I want somebody that takes care of their body. Do you take care? A hundred percent. I love that so much, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say to the person, though? Because I know there's someone listening and we love them. But they're saying, listen, I know that my life is going to be so much better once I get in a relationship. They are convinced a relationship is going to complete them. What would you say to that person? Spoiler alert. Uh, nobody is that awesome. Nobody. I, I, I mean, nobody is that. There is not one person on the planet that has soul completion power. Only, only a God has that. Um, I think people make great mates, but they are horrible gods. And, and I think whenever you put a person, whenever you give a human a God expectation, they will always fail you. And one day you wake up and you start going, why am I mad at everybody? Why am I disappointed in everybody? Well, maybe you, you put way too many expectations on a human to do what only a God can do. And I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to find joy, pure joy, straight from a relationship. And I I think going into relationships, you know, there can be that expectation. And it's, it's funny, like you might hear a single person going, man, I just can't wait to get married. Uh, You just don't hear married people talk like that. You know, like married people will be like, I'm married, (laughs) but, but, but there's, there's, 
there's no like you you never see a married person comment on a single person's post like uh well be careful like like they don't they don't say that there's there's no warnings there's no you know but it's like you know marriage is is a covenant it is it requires a lot of effort a lot of work there's so many benefits of it and it is the hardest thing you'll ever do in your life and it has the greatest rewards and it's very difficult to communicate from this side to the other. And so, so I, I, I just, I would encourage um, anybody that is considering marriage, considering dating to go into that relationship, with just realistic expectations, um, expect them to be a helpmate, to be a companion, a partner. Uh, you cannot expect them to be a God. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my single friends, Ryan, say this statement. They say, I, I want to live a full life and a full life starts with me being married. What would you say to that? I think a full life is available to whatever season of life you're in. You might be on your fifth marriage. You might be uh, on your fifth dating relationship this year, even mid COVID. Uh, you might be bumbling right now. You might be zooming and chilling. You may ha- be a five time divorcee. Um, I believe that a full life is available to whatever season you're in right now. And it's, it's a matter of a choice that you need to make about engaging in this season um, as a single person. And you are not waiting for somebody to complete you. You can be a complete person right now. And my hope is that whenever someone does come into your life, that you are ready to go. You ain't been sitting there waiting for them you have been fully engaging in the life God has given you right here, right now. So uh, I, whenever someone is going, man, I, I, this feeling of like I'm missing out because I don't have what they have. Dude, it, it's funny. You can sit with a group of single people that are like, man, I just wish I got married. And that's not all single people. So I'm not putting everybody in that boat, but that, that can, that certainly can be a stigma. The funny thing is, I got married friends that are calling me that are going, I wish I was single. <laughs> and so there can be this discontent in, in anybody's life that has not engaged in their life fully. And I just think a full life is just available to all of us, regardless of the season we, we're in, regardless of the setbacks we've experienced. Um, and I think it's a matter of us choosing to engage in that. Yeah. And Ryan, thank you so much for your yeah. thoughts today. And uh, if you're lucky, y'all, there might be a podcast too coming on this topic right yeah. here. Hey, if this episode was helpful to you, thank you so much for tuning in. Our hope is that you would share it with someone you love. Like, yes. comment. We want to hear your thoughts and your questions. Yes. Subscribe. This is Lifecast with Ryan Lee. I'm your host, Peter Reeves. Thank you. Peace out.